Hello and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe Diverge. And I'm Chris Satterfield. Gabe, Scott Satterfield, according to CoachesHotSeat.com, is no longer on the hot seat. He has moved <laughs> below. He's actually the second safest coach in the state of Kentucky, um, who is, has a hotter seat than him as Western Kentucky's coach, Clay Helt. So there you're not Clay Helton. It's Tyson Helton. Clay Helton. I was like, I was like you're Clay Helton. Clay just love USC. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. What, what do you think about that? Um, I think that's probably fair. Uh, I, I think he's earned probably the rest of the year to figure things out. Um, you know, if he wins the games, he should. You know, I think we'll talk about this Wake Forest game this weekend. I think if you lose the Wake Forest decently, it's it's probably not a huge deal. They're a ranked team here on the road. Um, you know, it's not going to be on TV, which in, in a lot of homes, which we'll talk about at some point. Um, you know, I think that rest of the schedule is it it, it even you know it, it shapes up a little bit. Um, a lot of opportunities as we've talked about. So. I, as, as, as someone who, you know, we were at one point, I was at one point, the, the, the torch bear of the hashtag sat out regime. Um, I'm not, I'm not that upset at, at, at you know, he's, he's performed the last couple of weeks. So you got to give the guy his due. That was yeah, a long so, answer to your question. <laughs> yeah, no, I just want to officially, uh, you know, data death of hashtag sat out, sat out um, September 31st, 2021. So yeah. September 30th. Uh, September 30th, whatever. September 30th doesn't exist. All right, be in peace. Uh, <laughs> hashtag sat out. Uh, I think I think the the only way I would revive the sat out if we're just, if we like lose five games in a row. Yeah. Which it, it could happen. Like I'm not, I don't oh, think man. that's, that's out of the question. Um, but uh, Duke's, I, Duke's really bad at football. Well, so, we're, we're, yeah. I mean, if we lose at Wake Forest, it, you have to win one of the Virginia or Boston College games at home. Yeah. If you lose both of those, then I'm like, oh, here, here we go. <laughs> let's, just win, let's just win this weekend. Let's just win this weekend. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, it, it'd be fun. Um, real quick, you, you mentioned Clay Elton. Uh, if you're USC's athletic department, the athletic director, who's who's the number one guy you go to? Well, they just interviewed the former, or not interviewed, but they're interested in the former Chargers coach, right? Uh, Anthony Lynn, which sounds terrible. <laughs> he's like the, he's a, one of the worst coaches. Like, he, yeah, he's he's an awful coach. I saw I some buzz just, that that was that was Anthony Lynn's people trying to 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 gen, gen that up. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, it's not PJ Fleck who just no. lost to Bowling Green, which is really funny. Um, he's also ahead of Scott Satterfield in hot seat ranking now, which is funny. Um, so, you know, Luke Fickle is probably going to be the guy that they're going to target outside of Luke Fickle. Crystal ball? Would, Crystal ball? Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm trying to think. I would, like to, I would like to come up with a better name. You know, actually, you, you know who I, I think would do really well there. And his name is escaping me, so I'm about to look it up real quick because they'll never hire him um, because he is not as proven as some of the other candidates. But he's a coach in the ACC, and again, I cannot cannot think of his name, but I will tell you in four, three, two, one. Jeff Hathaway at Boston College. Oh, and not not in a million years 
would they hire him? But somebody is going to hire him, and he's going to do very well. He's done very well at Boston College. He's a really good football coach. Um, so congratulations in advance to the school that does hire him. Um, because yeah, he will win and he will, he will win big, I think. Um, so yeah, there you go. One winning answer to, uh, your yeah. question. I, I, I do think it'll probably be fickle, look, right? It'll probably be fickle. I, I, that I think it will be. That doesn't smell right to me. <laughs> you know? It d- doesn't seem like it, it fits. It, it's, uh, USC's in such a weird spot and, and like Oregon's in the same spot where it's just like, the, the talent out West is, and maybe, maybe that'll make this work a little more. The talent out West is just not good enough anymore. Cause kids in California don't play football. Um, so maybe they need someone from the East coast to, to be an East coast recruiter and be like, come play in Cali. Um, you know, seems like so, this should be easy. There's, so there's plenty to do off the field. Uh, if you know what I mean. And, uh, so, um, and, uh, but they're like, they're, their boosters are like weird bad, like sort of like, like, like not quite Texas level bad, but just like that kind of like, we should always be good. F you if we're not type of sure. bad, like boosters is Lynn Swan still the AD there. I think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if he's not the AD, I'm sure he has enough of a voice to where it would kind of fit your point. Um, two funniest hires. One Mark Stoops would be really, really funny at USC. It would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. Um, two, Dave Dorn at NC State goes to USC. That would also be really, really funny. Dave Dorn. Um, Why would that happen? I, I mean, they're ranked right now. Just got a big win over NC State. Win seven, eight, seven, eight games a year at NC State. I, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if I think Mark Stoops, Mar- I think Mark Stoops is is a is a is like a. Like if that happened, I wouldn't be like, and I'm not just saying this to be a Louisville fan. I just wouldn't be like absurdly shocked. Divorce Mark Stoops in California. (laughs) Good for him. I'm serious, man. Good for him. Um, That would be funny though. Um, Outside of that, you know, I wish there was like a wild card name out there I could give you, but I, I do think it'll be Luke Fickle. Um, you know, urban is the guy that everybody wanted to mention. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm saying I'm a lot. Cause I'm, let me, I'm trying to um, think of something else. L- let me, let me look, pull up the odds. This is like, we're, we're you can tell we don't feel like we have a ton to talk about. Um, God, Miami looks awful. Okay. Okay. Hold on one second. Don't do this. I'm ad block. The, the amount of websites that are now like, Hey, don't, uh, don't block us. Like just, just shut up. We're, we're going to block you. Uh, uh, <laughs> if we have any more dead if we have more dead sound i'm just gonna start reading pages of app on sports because i have it in front of me right now and i could just read team previews here's the odds right now chris um we we haven't mentioned james franklin's name plus 450 that feels too much of a little layup to not like i don't know like it, it, luke fickle 450 um urban meyer plus 500 that's funny that's just people matt campbell plus 950 not happening pj fleck plus 1000 crystal dude, ball stop stop mentioning matt campbell for job the dude is not a good he's not years? a good football every, coach he's not a every, good football coach. every year we do this show with iowa state where oh they're gonna make a run this season and they lose like the third game of the season every year I, i'm done with that no what's your take on dudes like eric b enemy uh getting tossed around i mean Whatever. I feel like an NFL. I feel like NFL coaches like it's just not like it just doesn't work. Why? Why would you as an NFL coach come to college? It just doesn't make any sense to me. 
Like I mean, just, in some you have to in you have to do instances. a completely different job. You have to like NFL coaches don't want to go recruiting. That's just I mean, why would you want to do that? You know? Yeah, I mean, in some instances, like I could understand it. If Pete Carroll was like ten years younger and Russell Wilson's retiring, I think the Seahawks are really going to suck. And he may not just want to deal with that entire rebuild. And you know, he could he could go back to college. That obviously is a totally different alternate universe because he's not 10 years younger. He's probably closer to retirement than he is to a new job. But in certain scenarios like that, I could get it. But let's just let's just start Pete Carroll to USC. How about that? <laughs> let's do it. Pete that's like, that's like, about like, a, set, that's like, like he's, he's like almost 70. Yeah, he's like he 68 years but, old, I think. That's like my hottest NFL take right now is that the C- Seattle Seahawks are on the verge of being not only a bad franchise, but a terrible franchise. I think Russell Wilson is going to leave and they are going to fall off the earth like Cleveland Browns before Baker Mayfield back. That's that's <laughs> how I feel about that. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, well, you know, let's go ahead and start our show. What skate park did you go to? Uh, our USC Trojans <laughs> fan pod. Um, let's 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 hit the music. We'll talk to you on the other side to uh, have a retrospective on OJ Mayo's career. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is what high school did you go to? With your hosts Chris Hatfield and Gabe Diverge. And we're back, Chris. Uh, this this isn't a USC fan pod. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed our our, our uh, you know diversion into uh, Southern California, a place of which. Uh, you are like the most far away you can be in the United States, yeah, right? I think just, that's right? Just about. Um, yeah. I mean, not including Alaska and or Hawaii, but uh, but that's that's kind of fun to think about. I enjoyed that, um, Chris. Let's, Alaska, we'll, Alaska might be closer to Southern California than Maine. Alaska is like low key super close to like the West Coast. Yeah, and Alaska is dumb big too. It's just dumb big. Yeah. Uh, people, people don't realize that's the biggest state, and it's like not close. people don't realize Alaska's big. People, 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 people forget. People forget. Chris, <laughs> um, let's talk about the Louisville Cardinals, um, who had a massive win um, over Florida State, thirty-one to twenty-three. Uh, Molly Cunningham once again, uh, you know, a, a solid performance. Uh, Louisville continues to lose more players uh, to injury. Lost Braden Smith, um, which was, uh, you know, really unfortunate. Who, who uh, he he didn't, he caught that first touchdown, right? No, no, that was Harold. No, that was, um, was Harold. Yeah, uh, and you know, the Louisville offense in the first half, it was a Scott Satterfield, you know, a man possessed. A Scott Satterfield we saw, um, you know, a Friday ago against UCF. He, you know, he put he put FSU to the sword and absolutely brought the heat. Um, and then Louisville takes like a, you know, a 20, 28 point lead or whatever they took in that first 24 point lead in that first half. And second half, we get same old Scott Satterfield second and seven run draw plays, um, which, which, which frustrated me. And it felt like that, 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 um, you know, this, uh, the 31 to 23 score um, is actually, it's much, it felt much closer to that. Uh, to me in, in a lot of ways. Uh, Chris, what's your reaction coming out of Florida State? What did you like? What didn't you like? And 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 how do we take that maybe to, to this coming weekend? 
I mean, the memories aren't as fresh as they were after the game because it feels like it's been a lifetime ago at this point. <laughs> yeah. The, after the week I've had. Um, but, you know, the, the play calling first half was, I thought it was great. Um, good mix, run pass. Um, I thought the defensive line was great, but I do take that with a grain of salt because Florida State's offensive line is really bad. Um, but, you know, making sacks, tackles for losses are something that we haven't seen for a while. Um, the defense... I have this weird relationship with the defense because I do understand how people were like dragging them throughout the third quarter, but in the same token, they had like four or five consecutive stops in a row. Um, So it's like a weird thing with them. Um, You know, it's funny because like the devil's advocate here is that everybody wanted to make the story about the second half, but in the old miss game, Nobody wanted to talk about the second half <laughs> or no. So yeah, no. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? That they wanted yeah. to throw away the good half of global football. And I get it. Like you do have a leg to stand on because Ole Miss kind of, you know, kind of cruise and just chilled out. But my question is why doesn't that work for Louisville? Um, I wasn't happy like anyone else um, about, you know, what kind of happened in the second half. I thought, Louisville was a bit unlucky. Um, some of those holding plays, uh, he had two, one or two, maybe even three yeah. long Malik Cunningham runs that, that one, got yeah. called back from holding. And if any of those go for a touchdown, that game is probably a totally different story um, because right. Florida State probably just folds at that point. So, you know, it's it's kind of one of those mixed bag things. I think this weekend, Louisville's going to have to play a complete game to win. So, once again, we're going into a weekend saying, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know how to advance the conversation beyond there really at this point, because it, it was kind of the, the same stuff. Um, Louisville played really good in Cent- against Central Florida in stretches and stretches. They didn't play so good against Florida State. It was a lot more apparent. They played really good for one half and then really bad for another half. Right. Um so, you know, Lobo is yet to play a complete game. That's what any consistent teams do. And, you, you know, you kind of move on. I, I think the, the, the thing is now, if Lobo is to somehow win this weekend, we are going to evaluate this team a lot differently. And we're going to be speaking about this team a lot differently. And we're going to be talking and bitching about, you know, some of the bad things that happen a lot more. I think for me, I'm still in the phase of win any way possible and I'm going to be happy. But after this weekend, you go and get the dub, that 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 conversation changes. I expect right. to go back home and, and beat Virginia by double digits. Definitely. Uh, we'll, we'll, I, I want to get to that Wake Forest game, but you know, I'm kind of just realizing we're a third of the way into the season, four games in. Louisville is, is three and one on a three-game winning streak. What, you know, we've been talking about struggling to advance the conversation. Do you feel like the jury is still out of what the identity of this Louisville team is? Um, do you have, if you have any kind of identity of what they are, how confident are you in them being good and or bad? Um, I just kind of, you know, I feel like this is almost like a little kind of marker in the sand. You know, I think you've got these next four games that are all sort of winnable to a varying degrees. And then you've got the final four games, which is like two really difficult games and two really easy games. Um, so I think this is kind of a good spot to like look back and then look forward. What do you, what do you, what do you make of that? Not sure that I don't know the identity yet. Um, <laughs> you know, I watched app state the other day and I had to kind of break my neck a little bit. Cause I'm like, okay, so this is kind of what the little offense is supposed to look like because they're still running a lot of the same stuff. 
And I'm like, yeah, I, I saw that against Central Florida. I saw the those uh, the zone run. Like that stuff looks really good when you get into a rhythm. Scott got into a rhythm in the first half against Florida State, and he got into a rhythm against Central Florida. And you're like, damn, this guy knows what he's doing. Um, so the identity is starting to emerge a little bit. I'm still not sure what it's going to be because of the injuries. Braden Smith was a guy that they were trying to get his the ball in his hands at any means. He had that. Uh, touchdown pass on the the flea flicker or whatever it was right, right. against Central Florida. He was the one who threw that ball, and they were right. just getting him in the. They were using him a lot in the way they used Tutu last year, for sure. Um, whether it was those little pop passes or just screens or whatever. So, with him being out of the equation, I think it's going to change a little bit again. Um, but for me, it's kind of just keeping that good mix of of play calling, not getting too you know, in love with the first down runs and, and stuff like that. I thought, I, I thought coming out of Florida state, that first play throwing that deep bomb to Tyler Harrow, how you've been hearing about him all summer about how this guy's fast. This guy's fast. This guy's fast. And Scott does that. And I'm like, let's fucking go. Like, that's a big F you to the fan base. Like you want to say that I throw run every time <laughs> on first down, I'm going to throw a 60 yard bomb to the fastest dude on our team, the first play in a game where we really need to just step on their throat yeah. immediately. So I, I love that. Yes. And that's the type of stuff that I want to see more of. Um, you know, it just scares me when you just do that for half and then you're just so willing to go back into the shell, you know, it's just, that's yeah. what scares me about Scott Satterfield is that it makes me know that his mode is this comfortable, you know, the salad style, you know, football that he wants to play uh, of establishing the run at any cost. And I just, I, and, th- that just, that, that doesn't make me feel like the ceiling is any higher than I already thought it was, you know? <laughs> and honestly, if, if like we were in a stage of where I was changing my expectations for this team, I would have went back in the second half and really broke down some of the play call mix. But since I didn't do that, I don't know. It certainly <laughs> felt like Louisville was running the ball a whole lot. It certainly felt like they were just kind of protecting the league. Right. But I I can't say that for certain. What I found in the last few, not seasons, but in the last few like year, maybe the back end of last year and the beginning of this, of this year, of sometimes what I feel about a Scott Saturday offense isn't actually reality. Sometimes it feels play calling is so predictable. He's running, running, running. But then you look back at the play call mix and it's actually 50-50. It's actually 60-40. Like, yeah. it's not as bad as you think it is. It just seems like it comes predictable downs. I mean, I think it's a perfect criticism. We just yeah. really have to figure out where, where we kind of move the conversation to. And I do think that we'll have a clearer picture at uh, of that after West Virginia I, or not West Virginia. I was thinking about West Virginia after Wake Forest. Um, I, I, I don't think Wake Forest is a world beater, but you know, they're a top 25 team. Uh, ACC first in the conference is up for grabs um, yes. on Saturday at noon. So you come away with a win in that game and we can start to talk completely different about this team. Um, and we can really advance the conversation to something a lot more tangible than every week being a referendum on Scott Satterfield's coaching <laughs> or a referendum on, you know, the expectations or, you know, what have you. No, that makes a lot of sense to me. And, you know, I, just, just, just looking at things and, 
I don't know what to make the Florida State team. I don't know if they're going to lose every freaking game this year. Um, I did. I just. I. It, I think you're right, and I, I'm not. I'm not trying to like harp on the negative things that Scott Satterfield did, but you're right, man. Like that was a team that was ready to fold, and it just. It felt like you had the opportunity to step on the neck and you didn't. And I, I don't blame the defense, you know, outside of the 75 yard run. Um, it's a pretty good day for them. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, but it, just, the, it just scares me that he's so willing to go back to the same sad ass play calling. And it's just something that I, 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 I want to be all, I want to be happy with what we have. And that's like, just like a big saran, like a big concrete block in my path of like, God, oh, here comes, here comes the, here, here comes establish the run on first, second, third, and fourth and fifth down. You know, the play, <laughs> the play calling is the play calling. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you look around at college football, there's not a lot of teams blowing out teams every week. And I, I think fair. a part That's of fair. I think I think a big part of that is you have all these super seniors that had that extra year yeah. that have kind of bridged the gap because at Alabama, Ole Miss, all these elite in teams, those players still went to the NFL last year. This year, those seniors came back and got that extra year, so it's kind of leveled the playing field in a little. I mean, you know, Alabama saw sure. Alabama, and the elite teams are still elite team, but I do think the gap between teams as a whole is a little bit closer. Um, I don't know. I don't know that that doesn't relate to last week. Well, we should have beat the hell out of them, but you know, you, you did get the dub and that does mean something. Um, And like I said, my devil's advocate to that conversation is if you're going to completely dismiss everything against Ole Miss in the second half, then you damn sure got to have that same energy for Florida state. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, can't can't argue with that. Let's 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 talk about Wake Forest. Um, before we 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 dip into the game, I just really quickly want to note, and you and I both have this same argument. We've been talking about how important a game this is in the it, it, not just for both of these teams for for the ACC. The ACC is up for grabs with Clemson being. There's a ton of questions about Clemson. Um, and here we are with this matchup between a ranked team and an undefeated team in the conference that's surging, you know, that's on a win streak. Um, and the, the game's on Bally Sports South, um, only viewable on Spectrum and, and DirecTV and Dish Network, not viewable on Hulu, uh, live TV, not viewable on, on Sling or on YouTube TV. Um, and I know a lot of people locally are going to have a lot of trouble unless you got spectrum, which, you know, uh, plenty of people have, most of them are older. Um, you're going to have a hard ass time watching this game. And, and, um, you know, we talk so much about, you know, fans and wanting to grow the fan base. It makes no sense to me why the ACC runs this, the, the scheduling, the way that they do. Um, they have this deal. That's, I think it's only one or two more years left that, that, you know, gets some of these RSNs involved, get, get that, buy that shit out. You've got the money for it. Don't pay people as much for one year. Just just buy it out. It helps everyone in the long run. I don't understand. I know I'm like speaking for a while, Chris. Any anything to add to that? 
you you got a little bit of tiff with with the with a friend of the show, Lachlan McLean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there there are a few things that I would love to go into the weeds less than TV contracts because it gets into <laughs> a whole vernacular of stuff that I do not understand. Um, the way that it works, but to me, it seems pretty straightforward that when you have. Uh, run through the list of biggest games in the ACC this year. And I think this comes in the top five. You've got Virginia tech, North Carolina, you got Clemson versus insert team here, I guess, NC state, which was on ESPN last week right. and they lost. Um, you got North Carolina versus probably, they probably play some other decent team at some point. I would say that's up there. Hmm. And then you have a game like this where it's, you know, people always say, the conversation about Wake Forest I hear a lot is no one ever knows how Wake, how good Wake Forest is. And, and it, this isn't even like a Louisville thing. Like right. no one ever knows how good some of these teams are because they're not on TV during exactly. some of their biggest games. Like I would be, I don't know how many fans Wake Forest release and even has, but I would be pissed off, man. Like this is, what if they, what if they blow the doors off of Louisville? And then they're sitting there like five and oh, and they have a legitimate team that could be saying, you know, we're five and oh in the ACC. We should be getting some some college football playoff love. Like if you want to go crazy with it um, and yeah. nobody saw that game happen right? because it's it's on a regional sports network. Like this is a complete and utter embarrassment for the ACC. There's just no way around it. And until you can figure out the situation with these TV contracts, and on your own network, getting some of the bigger games, you are going to be second fiddle to a league like the Big Ten, to a league like the SEC, who have some of their biggest games on their network. I just I, I don't have any time for it, man. Like, I, I don't understand it. It goes back to even ba- I, I know I'm, I'm rambling. Here. No, keep going. It, I, I appreciate it, your rambling. It even goes back to baseball last year when Louisville was playing who are they playing Virginia and whoever they're playing the ACC tournament. And like in the ninth inning, the game goes off because it's on Fox sports and they show some Olympic wrestling or some bullshit because the guys don't care at Fox sports, what they're doing, like having this stuff on the network in your conference, it's just something that has to happen. I have nothing for you, man. Like I, I don't know what needs to be done to fix it. I'm not smart enough to pretend I know how that stuff works, but I know that it should be fixed. Chris, I mean, I mean, it's crazy to me. Pittsburgh at Georgia Tech, the new the noon game is on the ACC network. You're telling me that that's a bigger game than Louisville at Wake Forest? Yeah, I I, I don't get that. I don't, I don't get. Do you have the Do you have the SEC network schedule? In front um, of you, or can you grab I, that quickly? I, I can I, I can grab that. I can grab that. Because I would love to see that the games that they're going to be able to show. I'm sure it's probably LSU or Auburn or, or something along that type of game. Um, it's probably better than anything closer to Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech. I've got it right here. Um, here here's the there is not a single game that the SEC plays this weekend that is not easily watchable. Um, 
at noon, Tennessee and Missouri play on SEC Network. Arkansas at Georgia is on ESPN. Troy at South Carolina is at 3.30 on, on, on SEC Network. Ole Miss at Alabama is at 3.30 on CBS. Florida at Kentucky at 6 p.m. on ESPN. Mississippi State at Texas A&M on SEC Network. The only weird game is UConn at Vanderbilt, and that's on ESPN, yeah. <laughs> That's now, Auburn at LSU is on is on ABC at 9 p.m. So in the same time frame that Louisville and Wake Forest is on at, at Bali Sports, you have Wake Forest or you have Boston College or not Boston College. Sorry, you have Tennessee at Virginia Tech and Tennessee. And then you have Tennessee and Missouri. If Tennessee and Missouri is a better game than Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech, Louisville and Wake Forest is a better game in Tennessee and Missouri, in my estimation. It may be close, but I, I would take the ranked team in, in that scenario. So you have an opportunity to where you can say to the average college football fan, which game would you rather be watching? And they can make that choice. But now the, the choice is easy. Like, do I really want to watch two SEC teams or do I want to watch Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech? Like, it's not a conversation. And that's the type of stuff that just pisses you off as a fan. I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. And um, it's not easy. I don't understand. I, I don't understand why leagues that are complaining about attendance or complaining about interest are making it harder on themselves. You want to know why the NFL is, has the best freaking ratings? It's because it's on NBC, because it's on CBS, because it's on Fox, it's on ESPN. It's not because like, it's just, yes, people love football, but the reason they love football is because it's visible and it's, it's a, it's a cycle that moves on and on and on. I will never understand leagues. And this is, you know, like completely different other stories. Like this is why I'm like begging, I'm, I'm begging the, the premier league to not, um, I'm sorry, Anthony Rizzo just hit a home run. I'm super hyped right now. It's a tight game. Um. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. I, was, I, was, I had to put. I actually put the zoom on mute. The um, this is why, like, I'm begging leagues. Like, I love the English Premier League. Do not sign a deal with NBC if they're going to put your ass on 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 Paramount or on Peacock. You have to be on TV. You have the soccer, to be the soccer, on the in a place where people, is something I want to dig into actually. Where, where you have to be on television in a place where people are going to see you. The benefit of having a league that's on Sunday and Saturday mornings is that nothing else is on. So don't go, don't sign a contract. Like, well, we're going to put, uh, we're going to put the majority of the games on our subscription service that no one fucking has. No. And, and, and I, I don't want to go, I don't want to go way too down a rabbit hole of this conversation, <laughs> but not only should you do that with those, with those, with those teams, but you have to invest around it. You have to hire good analysts. You have to hire good studio exactly. guys. You have to make the atmosphere great. Like if you watch the La Liga pro product on ESPN, for me personally, I don't think it's very good because no, you have people talking about the game that don't fucking know what they're doing. Um, but they can make it great if they wanted to. They spent the money to do that. They should. Um, but, you know, I don't know. That, that's a fun conversation and one that we could probably talk about for a little while. No question. No question that, it, you know, it, it, it is. What it, I, I point everything. I point everything like sports media wise to to what, what the English Premier League did 
six years ago, eight years ago, and what um, and what Formula One is doing now. It's just like you get on TV, you get on in a spot that works. You you get in front of young people's eyes. Aaron Judge, all fucking rats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. It's that time of year, man. Oh, okay, all right. Corey Kluber's went four and two thirds and only gave up two runs. That's that like that all day. Really? Okay. Okay. Let's let's move it on up. Let's move it on up. Um, the actual Wake Forest game, Chris. What uh, you know, you you um, you know, what do you see in Wake Forest that Louisville fans should be concerned about? Where do you think Louisville can match up with them well um, in your in your learned studies? I do not like Wake Forest, like <laughs> as like the program. Like mind you that. I honestly, for this game, I purposely made myself try not to learn a lot about Wake Forest because I don't want to know. Like, I I know that Sam Hartman's there. He's been there for years. He's a really good quarterback. I know that they're going to run a very fast offense. I know that they have two talented wide receivers. I know that their defense has been better for the first time in a long time. They were good against Virginia, and I'm watching Virginia kick the shit out of Miami right now. So that's something that I've kind of took note of. But I honestly, I haven't dug into this Wake Forest team a whole lot because I just kind of feel like it's the same old Wake Forest. I know what they're going to do. They're going to play a really fast offense. They're going to, you know, hit a lot of underneath routes. They're going to use their tight ends really efficiently. Like I've seen it before. Um, Oddly, like oddly enough, Wake Forest and Louisville has turned into some weird rivalry. It's very strange. You know, Mike Rutherford writes about it every year, but it's like it's It's, real. It's it's legitimately just dumb weird. Their their fans do not like Louisville fans. Let me tell you, like straight up, like I I felt the animosity. You you spent you spent some time down there in Winston Salem. (laughs) Yeah, I went there. I went there in the sixty three fifty seven game, whatever it is. And some dude told me to sit down and called me sandals. Because I was wearing sandals and he yelled at me for wearing chacos at a football game. I don't know, man. Like, What's your favorite uh, Louisville Wake Forest uh, flashpoint moment? <laughs> I mean, that game, dude. Like Evan Conley with a with a quarterback run, forty yards. I love the fact that Evan Conley, for the one time in his career, got to play villain. Like that'll never happen again. Evan Conley would never have a a touchdown run and like have have a fan base just like it, it, it was great because i had left that game and wake force is one of the few teams in the acc that allows re-entry you can actually go back into the state no, that's outside. like most teams isn't it uh wake force and florida state i don't know um, any i know other. clemson does because they don't sell alcohol well, look at that. Maybe they all do. Maybe you're all right. Uh, the, but Wake Forest, yeah, they allow reentry. You can leave. You can go outside, drink a beer, you know, do whatever you want. So we had left and just walked outside for a second because in that game, Louisville was actually pretty handily up. And then Wake Forest had, had some type of crazy comeback. So we went in. But when we went in, I was intoxicated and we wound up on the Wake Force fan base. <laughs> So I walked in and the first thing I saw was Evan Conley running up the field, 60 yards for a touchdown and <laughs> the entire Wake Forest fans just booing. So like, I love, I love the fact that that, that is like the lasting memory of Lola there is like Evan Conley being booed because he'll never silence a crowd again in his football career. That's awesome. 
Where do we bet on Evan Conley over half a snap? Where do we, where do we bet on that? Because you know, sad daddy's going to do it. I need him to do it, man. That would be great. Um, My, my favorite wake forest flashpoint is a hundred percent Matt Coburn getting gray shirted and everyone just taking a huge dump on, on, uh, on Bobby Petrino for it. And then literally it was like two weeks earlier, Nick Saban had done the same thing. And then Matt Colburn, then turning around like a year and and a half later and taking a huge dump on us. (laughs) And then like the year after that, we have the WikiLeaks, like the, 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 the playbook, like, it is oddly turned into the, just this strange, dumb, organic robbery. And I love it, man. Like, it's, it's great. Um, but like I said, as far as the team goes, they're an explosive offense, man. They're, they're good. I, I do think that they're deserving of a ranking. I don't know if you watched them against Virginia um, last week, but they handled Virginia. Yeah, They handled Florida State, and then they played two other bumps. So, like, they're legitimate – but it's a team that Louisville's had success with historically. They they beat the hell out of them last year, and then they beat them down there in that 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 amazing game. So you know it's it's a game that we should go into feeling confident about being in it throughout. Um, so it would be really spread. disappointing to me if we get like washed. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> if, if if that happens, we're having a different conversation. It's not like win or nothing. Like I, I will, I'm never going to take moral victories, but you know, I'll be not happy, but I'll be okay if you lose a close game, but you know, you go down there and you lose about 20 points or something. Yeah. We're having a different conversation. This is a, a, a this feels like a really good opportunity for a local team to make a statement. Um, I, I absolutely. You know, turn uh, complete the turnaround for this for this season, and uh, well, not complete, you know, complete, but but really turn around where I, I think it would be a full about face from where we were at the end of that Ole Miss game, and that would just be I absolutely mean, incredible. Man, it's it's literally all all there in front front of Louisville. Like you saw, they released the the uh, Louisville Kentucky time at three 30 and you saw the network options. It could be on ESPN, ESPN two, ABC, ESPN, U, ACC network, like any of those, you have the opportunity. If Louisville and Virginia win this week, a three 30 game that is broadcasted on ABC, Louisville's won four straight games in a row. You're coming back home. <laughs> yeah. Like that atmosphere is going to be popping, man. Like that they're going to be, people are going to be showing up to that game and that's going to be a big time game. And then is NC state after Virginia or Boston college is in between there. Yeah, that's right. So you have Virginia, Boston right. college, then you go on the road to NC state. Dude, if you just, just imagine if you won these next three, yeah, I mean, just just imagine, like you go into NC State, and that is a massive game. Yeah, like that's a that's a national spotlight game. There, we're yeah. a long way from that. We're a long but way man. from that. But I, 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 you win this one, and it just it opens so much. It opens so much if you win this game. It it, it really does. It, it because really does. nobody respects Boston College, nor do they respect Virginia. <laughs> they, they, uh, they don't 
both of those teams, you know, are decent enough to beat you. But Boston College doesn't have their starting quarterback, and Virginia is Virginia football. No question. No question. It's um, I, I'm really excited for this one. Um, I think it's a it's an incredible chance for Louisville to really uh, to make a statement. Um, you know, we'll definitely uh, you know. I, I would be super disappointed if, if they were run out. I, I, I still feel like I, I favor wake forest a little bit, but I, I think Louisville will be in there. I think these games have been incredibly close. There's nothing to suggest to me that it's going to be any different. Um, I don't know what wake forest atmosphere is going to be like at 1230. Um, we will find out. I don't think it's going to be, that's going to be a big issue. Um, I can tell you, I can tell you no one will be there. Let me, <laughs> let me go ahead and say that. Like, and there will be people around the stadium, but there won't be people in the stadium. They may be there by halftime. Um, but to be in the game, I don't think they'll be there. I, I'm a firm believer that, that college football coaches should be judged m- firmly by ranked games. Games oh, these they, are the, these are, yeah, these are the games where you judge Scott Satterfield. I, if, I if you know, some coaches, they have their slip ups against unranked opponents. They have, uh, they do that, but I, I would take a coach that can pull off these kinds of upsets, um, much more than a coach that just, you, you're going to count on seven, seven win, game, wins a, a year. Um, these are types of things that invigorate, you know, two games, you know, two games at home after this, wouldn't it, if, if they be week four is that Virginia game, even if it's at, at freaking noon, that Virginia game is going to be, um, absolutely. No, it's at three, it's at three 30. They've already set the time. Oh, they already said three 30. I think they just don't know if it's on ABC or not. Right. Yeah, they don't know the network. There's like four different networks. But it's definitely gonna be th- like, uh, listen, I've I've kind of already told the wives like, listen, I'm kind of really gonna want to go to that Virginia game if we win this this weekend, just because it's gonna 330 be three thirty. Such a prime like I, I love ultimate. that. I love that slot. We're, I think we're gonna take. I think we're gonna take game. Will. Yeah, I think we're gonna try and take Will to that one. Just, just like it's the perfect time for him. It, it, epic, absolutely, be incredible. Yeah, you get out. You're done at six thirty. You can still, you know, go get dinner. Still watch the night time game. You can watch 100%. the night games. You can do go to, you go want. to the go to the alley. You know, hang out with Blank, have a few beers. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so go cards on that. Definitely. Um, Really, really hoping, really hoping they pull this run through. I'm a little worried how banged up the defense kind of is. Um, it's a concern to me. I, but you know, they showed they showed well against against a, a still a talented Florida State team. But um, definitely, we'll be keeping an eye on that. I think it's kind of I think it's going to be a little bit of a shootout. Um, yeah, just, I mean, just if like I have to tip it. The the defensive thing is for me in the Wake Forest game, probably not as big of an issue because I don't think either team is stopping either team anyway. Yeah. I think it's probably just the team that gets more in their way offense that rather than being stopped, um, I'd be more concerned about the defense against a team like Boston college or, you know, NC state, even like we can kind of cross that bridge when we get there. But this weekend, (laughs) I think it's more about the offense executing every time they touch the ball, because that's what it's going to take. You're going to have to put points up. You're going to have to keep pace um, because, you know, Wake Forest is explosive. That's one thing they can do is run an offense. So, yeah. Most definitely. Anything else on Wake Forest before we move on? No, nah, man. I think we covered it. Cool. Uh, Louisville, Louisville basketball 
it, it's it is around the corner. We get receiving information about scrimmages. Today was the first day of practice. Uh, yeah, Chris, you are are all the way in um, on Jalen Withers uh, having a monster season. Was your quote? Want to make sure we have that on the record in the podcast. Not a big <laughs> season, a monster season. Um, but I think the story that Louisville fans have been clued into most is the Rodney Rice uh, recruitment. Um, which, uh, you know, we talked about it last episode after the Louisville Live um, hoopla and such. It it does seem like Rodney Rice is trending towards Virginia Tech, Chris. um, We don't have full confirmation. You you know, you kind of noted with me before we started, you haven't quite heard as much, but it does seem like the whispers are about. seems like the longer maybe it takes, it might trend more Virginia Tech. if Louisville loses Rodney Rice, Chris, what do you think that means? Uh, not to make every recruit of referendum on Chris Mack, but I think this was a guy they really, really, really wanted. And they they, they went full court press on them. And quite frankly, as a Louisville fan, I, I'm dis, I would be disappointed if it, it does turn out the way it does seem to be turning out. Uh, Louisville shouldn't lose to Virginia Tech and, and shit. And, and they, don't, they haven't lost like 10 games in basketball. Certainly don't feel like they should be losing recruitment to them. What do you what do you make of it? Uh, you know, is this just another one of those a kid's going to be a kid type things? What, what should Louisville fans think? I mean, I'm probably going to reserve my full rant until the the, the story's <laughs> over and the, and and the, and the book is shut. Um, but I will say that I do kind of fall into your line of thinking that Lola should never lose a recruit to Virginia Tech. Um, I am done having the conversation about having a full throttle opinion about recruiting because of the NCAA stuff. Like I am so sick and tired of like having to treat this stuff with kid gloves at this point, because if this was happening and none of that stuff was going on, like I'd be going nuts about it. I I really would because it's just unacceptable, but you have to have that caveat every time. And it's just sickening. Um, But beyond that, you know, it's unacceptable. Like the, the point guard of the future is still not on this roster. It's not L. Ellis because he's going to be gone, you know, not this year, but next year. You do not have a guy. And, you know, it's not as significant with the transfer market because you can go in and hop a guy. But nobody wants to do that. Like, I, I want to have a guy in here as a freshman. and I want to see him develop. And I want to have him for freshman, sophomore. And then, you know, he wants to leave his junior year. Go ahead. But you want to see a guy that comes in here and kind of blows up. And, like, he was the, he was the dude. Like I, I've said it to you personally a lot that Lowell's had a point guard of his caliber, but they never had a dude that's played the way he plays. That his type of game is a unique type of game. It's very, very smooth. I described him to, as to you as like Samuel Williamson that can kind of shoot better as a point guard. Like that's that's the best way for me. Like everything he does seems like it's so smooth. It comes easy. Like it, it, it's just very, very easy for him. Um, and that sucks to miss a guy like that. Like, I, I don't think he's a four star. I think he's a five star type talent. Right. And I think Virginia is getting a hell of a dude if they get him. But like I said, I'm not going to go full sports to earth just yet <laughs> until it's all over. Um, but once it's done and the books closed, I will give my full opinion on mobile recruiting. I, I think that's fair, Chris. I, I just, I'm already, you know, saying it's like, oh, 2023 was the big year, not 
2022 and how many times we've done that in the, in the nah. last like six years man you know it just it, uh, I, I know the transfer market has changed things Chris Mack has done incredible in the transfer market that you'd be hard I think, pressed to I find, think he'll, I think he'll keep doing better. good there too yeah, yeah I, I don't think that's an issue I think you'd be hard pressed to find a coach um, that, that's that's there's very few coaches that have done better than Chris Mack has in, in that realm so I, I don't I you know I don't fault him for taking advantage it's just at some point you got to you right. You said you got to get a point guard of the future. You got to get the the center of the future. And it just feels like we've been the second choice over and over. And that gets annoying as a Louisville fan. Cause yeah, that's one thing if it's Duke and UNC, but we'll, we'll, we'll go into it for sure more when we, when we get more, but did want to note that it does seem to be trending that way. Uh, any other notes on practice starting? What do you, you know, it seems I'm sure we'll get some good content coming out of it. I mean, Jalen Weathers wearing the go jersey is like a nice like sign, yeah. I guess. that You know, it's funny because over the last few weeks talking with people on the Louisville staff, they have talked about how they think that Jalen Weathers could be a first-round talent by the end of this year, like back-of-the-end first-round guy. And if that's the case, that's a guy who's going to be making a run for ACC player. Yeah. Because that's the type of season he'll need to kind of garner those accolades. Um. I think my general feeling about this team is it got put into the atmosphere by a lot of people that they think this team can go as far as Samuel Williamson shooting can take them. Yeah. I don't fall into that category. Like we can have that conversation about Samuel Williamson shooting. I tend to just accept Sam for the guy he is. And like being an eight eight point six rebound type of guy, rather than being a guy who's going to shoot forty percent from three, I don't think Louisville needs that. I think this team will go as far as L. Ellis can take them. If he takes that next step, I don't expect. Like my initial thoughts is, I I don't expect him to start the season as a starting point guard. But if we're sitting here at the beginning of conference play, and he's elevated his game to take himself to grabbing that starting role. Then I think Louisville is ha- they they have something. Then I think they do. I expect Noah Locke to be a a lockdown lights out shooter, the best shooter on the team. Um, yeah, Matt Cross. I, I I don't know. I continue to kind of be an <laughs> unknown about him. Um, he's a wild card. He can kind of be kind of an asshole, which I like. Louisville needs a guy like that who's just kind of a dick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know Malik Williams. Don't know. JJ Trainer thinks going to be really good. Same stuff. A little bit of a, a hamstring, a little, a little hamstring injury we were in today. So yeah. the tweak. It, was, it seemed, it was, seemed not a big deal, but a, but a tweak for sure. Yeah. I, I wanted to say because yeah, I texted you, know, you. Dre I, Davis. Go ahead. No, I mean, yeah, you you can go ahead and say what you're going to say. I was just well, I texted you when I saw I, I saw Sidney Curry at uh, the racing Louisville match on Sunday. And that dude's big. Yeah, that's that's another that one of those things that, is I don't have any expectations for him. Like, you know, some Louisville fans kind of lost their shit when he came to Louisville. And I was just like, you know, it's a guy who can score five points a game. But he, he looks impressive physically. That's for sure. Uh, he, he looks very strong. I know we sort of joked when they added him that this was Chris Mack freaking out about uh, Mark Williams dominating him. Um, right. And it, it, he, he fits that. He fits that part. 
he 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 fits that role of I'm not gonna get pushed around. <laughs> um, so definitely interested in, in seeing how, how how he turns out for sure. And then I mean, Chris Mack said on LSL with with Ethan Moore um, last week that was it last week or the week before one of those two that Roosevelt Willer kind of looks like a guy who's yeah. never been injured before. Wow. So, so that whole front court situation is probably going to be the biggest unknown. Like who knows what those guys are going to be. I mean, Roosevelt right. Weller be high in schools, like, and then he got hurt and, you know, he chose Louisville after some of those schools cooled off with him. So maybe they've, they've kind of struck gold with him. I, I don't know. Like that stuff seems pretty cloudy and it still needs to clear up, but I'm I'm really excited to see LLS play basketball, man. I, I think he's really, really good. Definitely. Uh, it, it's going to be really fun. I, I, I'm, I'm excited about the team in a way. Um, I haven't been excited about our Louisville team in a little bit. Uh, just, just kind of seeing how these pieces fit together. I think it's going to be really interesting and unique and, um, yeah, I feel, I feel good. I think they, I think, you know, as you've kind of, you've kind of noted both a little bit publicly and also privately with me, you, you know, the ACC is a little bit up for grabs. I think um, the, 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 there's not the, the, the powers, you know, Duke's going to be great. North Carolina is going to have a down year. Um, Virginia is going to have a down year. Florida state probably would be solid, but not as good as maybe they've been in the past. And there's a real opportunity for Louisville to be the second team in the ACC um, and potentially challenge for, for a championship. Um, So uh, definitely an opportunity there. And and I'm, I'm super excited to see how quickly these guys gel together and just what they look like on the court. So many, there's never been this many questions about a Louisville team. Um, with like as much experience as they've had, like kind of that combination of the two um, in, in a while for sure. And those question marks make things fun. Um, yeah. There they're are, fun questions. They're not, they're not like, Oh, can you know, or how bad are they going to be? No, no, no. It's, it's fun questions to me. Um, there are several people that I've spoken to over the last few weeks that have Louisville as the second team in the ACC right now on paper behind Duke. And that's, you know, that's, that's big. That, that's really big for a team that hasn't even under Rick Bettino that since they've been in the ACC, hasn't really took that next step league wise. Right. Um, sorry. I'm distracted by Trevor Lawrence scoring a Russian touchdown. The Jaguars are up 14 to nothing <laughs> on the Beavis. Um, so I, I hope you didn't fade, fade the Jaguars in your eliminator league. I actually almost did and I stayed off of it um, because this just kind of felt a little too predictable. Just felt like a weird I, I didn't want to touch this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's that, but yeah, like I'm, I'm super excited for this basketball season. My expectations right now remain second weekend. Um, yeah. I, there's no reason for me to, not, I, I think, I think that's what Chris Mack needs uh, to really kind of jumpstart things um, for him. So uh, I'm, that's not changing for me. Nothing, nothing has given me reason to change that until um, we see what kind of happens on the court for sure. Um, Chris, we can move on to kind of the other other big thing happening this weekend that's important to Louisville fans uh, happening on a Sunday. Uh, Lamar Jackson versus Teddy Bridgewater. 
the Baltimore Ravens versus uh, the Denver Broncos. I kind of just want to touch on this. It feels like there's, there's a buzz around it. You're getting the fights on Twitter about it too, which is fun. Um, with, with, with again, show friend of the show, Lachlan McLean um, of spectrum one news. Um, and listen, man, just like, it feels really cool to have this sort of thing. Louisville fans, the, 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 the ratings for this are going to be out the wazoo. Um, Steelers and Packers fans be damned. Um, what, you know, what, what do you make about the, this, the, you know, kind of the Louisville having this kind of presence on a Sunday and, and what does it mean to you? I'm excited to see what the Louisville football, like social media team can do with it. Uh, to be sure. honest with you, because I think that should be something that they take full advantage of. Definitely. Um, you know, it, it should be like a situation where they're calling every recruit that they're visiting and saying, you know, there's only 32 NFL teams or is there 30 NFL teams? 30 or 32? 32. Okay, 32. Yeah. Uh, 32 NFL teams. And we got two starting quarterbacks going against each other. Like you should probably go watch that and come here and, you know, kind of be a part of this legacy, especially when Scott Satterfield doesn't have a quarterback on his roster. Uh, <laughs> you know, th- this might be a good opportunity to go ahead, put that in some of the recruits, minds. you know what I mean? Um, so in that type of aspect, I think it's really huge for the program. It's going to be awesome watching Teddy and Lamar play against each other. Um, Probably not really going to cheer for anyone. I'm just going to enjoy the game. Definitely. Um, you know, it's it's cool, man. Like, it's it's really exciting. I think it's funny that in their infinite wisdom that they were able to make sure the game was streaming in mobile. Um, it, it's funny to look at that coverage map and see the little island of mobile <laughs> and where it's, where it's viewing. In most parts <laughs> of Kentucky, it's going to be showing Pittsburgh and uh, – the Packers, but and you know, in Lowell, it's going to be showing Broncos and, and Ravens, and that's fun. I, I, you know, it's a big deal, and I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. Most definitely. Um, I, uh, you know, I tweeted out that map you, you, you mentioned, you know, I just, I'm going to frame that map. It's, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not, yeah. it's it just, it's just fun, man. It's just like one of those things like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Like, Oh, it does. And Louisville, I know that Scott Satterfield's not really been a part of that, but it's just—it's it, really—it's just cool. It, like it, it's just—it's fun. The fact that Louisville has these two guys, you know, up until like this year, Bama only had what like one. Well, I guess they they had hurts towards the end of last year, but for the most part, you know, like teams like Bama and Clemson have only had one, um, you know, one one college one of their alumni quarterback in, in, uh, you know, playing it on Sundays, starting on right. Sundays. I mean, so just to have Louisville and their recent history and the, um, do such a thing. And, and man, it really does tell you, it really does tell you so much about, um, you know, what they've not been able to do, uh, you know, recruiting wise, there's no reason, no reason why, uh, Louisville shouldn't have a great quarterback with with these dudes playing on Sunday. Like, just it's marketing, man. Kids, kids see that Lamar Jackson is, you know, you could say you can say Pat Mahomes is the coolest quarterback in the NFL. I think Lamar Jackson is like just has just as much swag and just is a hundred percent up there in that stratosphere. And why you know it's it's sort of an indictment of of why we don't have that that quarterback of the future on there. The hundred percent got to have that. Um, yeah. 
but it's it's super cool. I will 100% be watching. Um, I might get off. I'm probably going to get off of Red Zone. That's how much I care. I only watch Red Zone <laughs> pretty much exclusively. Um, but we'll definitely have that up on the TV and in the Red Zone sort of on my laptop for sure because it's it's going to be it's going to be a fun Sunday for sure. And wanted to, to know how, you know, how much it's going to mean to Louisville fans. Cause it's definitely going to be super cool. Yeah. Uh, man. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. The The Bengals are about to take a 21. They're about to go down 21 to nothing. The bungles are back. Trey, Trevor the Lawrence are back. is eating them up. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh man. Zach Taylor, not a bad coach. You know, not a bad, not, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, who's listening to this show is going to fight us. So it's fine. <laughs> we love you, man. We love you. We know you, you're going to hear this. You're going to be mad, but we love you. You know who you are. Um, close us out on something, not a little sports related. I was, I, I have been on this crusade like personally, more so than I think a lot of people, me and TJ Walker have been on this expanded gambling crusade get sports betting, get gambling in this state. I was really mad when Churchill was like, we're going to spend a bunch of money on Terre Haute, Indiana, I think. It's like, we're going to spend a bunch of money and like build a casino and build a sports book. They announced that they're building in another one of these historical racing BS casinos, but right in downtown, right in the U.S. Bank building, um, literally right next to the Gold House on second on on third uh fourth street right in front of the gold house or it's third street my apology um so it, it was just so funny to me chris that they announced this they have this press conference the president all these people get up nobody mentions sports gambling not the mayor not the the gop representatives not the democratic representatives uh not the president of churchill downs doesn't take questions chris he leaves right away i'll never understand it and it just like it just frustrates the living hell out of me um i went i i swung by indiana the other day i'll swing by probably again before this weekend just to get some bets in it's it just it just pissed me off i don't really have a good thing to say but i wanted to just just vent just vent that this is happening again and and we we we're leaving money on the table i i'm tired of like you know i i love children i have no issue with children i have two children of my own i'm tired of paying for public schools in indiana chris i'm tired of it Tired of paying that's for where the that's where all these <laughs> these conversations end up with is you get to the final ending point of when is this going to happen? It's going to eventually happen. Oh, Kentucky's probably going to be last when it happens, and that's kind of where this conversation always goes. You know, I'm I'm tired of people and you know places in rural Kentucky being used as like a, a political pawn. Yeah. To, to be to be told that Lowell is this fashion of sin mm. and, and and greed and all these things and that kind of plays a part into this whole entire conversation Kentucky needs to accept the fact that they were built on two things really uh, you know three things if you want to include college basketball but two things horse racing and burp <laughs> we need we need to we need to and like we need to embrace people's vices yeah. we really do like, because that's <laughs> that's who we are as a state 
And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. You can use it as a positive. You can use that to put money back into your community. You can use it to put money back into the schools. Things We're like that. We're trying to do it. They, they built out the bourbon tour. They're trying to make bourbon tourism, all this thing. It's, it's, we're doing it. We, we want to close one eye. We want to, you know, turn our eye to one thing and then eat up the other. You can't have it both. You can't have both hands. You can't say, we're going to do this with one hand and not do it with the other. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, I used to rant and rave about it and, and yell and scream. And I, for what for anymore? Like it, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, like there's just no point. I mean, it's it's inevitable that two things are going to happen in the United States of America. Eventually, marijuana is going to be legalized throughout the United States, and eventually, sports betting is going to be legalized throughout the United States. If you want to be last, then be last. I don't know what else to tell you. Like it, it sucks, and for me, like I've removed myself from it a little bit. Oh my God, the Bengals are just bingling right now. Did they just? Sorry, I'm I'm totally. Bengals aren't calling a timeout. That's like I totally just. I thought. Well, I might be on a delay. They picked up a fumble on the one yard line, and the dude ran out of the end zone. So I thought they were going to call a safety on Cincinnati, but I guess they're going to call a touchback. No, um, anyway. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same conversation. It it doesn't change, and it's like. I don't know. Like, I, I just don't know what else to say anymore. You know, it's, it's, it's the war on mobile thing. It's very, very prevalent here Yeah. about people being told that the things that go on in the city of Louisville are all bad. And this is just another example. It, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, I, I, we don't have, we don't have any way of making sense of it, but we wanted to mention it. We, um, it, the, the, the uh, facility looks incredibly nice. Um, I've been told that the facility out on 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 popular level, the the Derby City Gaming, that in the plans there was a sports book. That they they have a room in there that's called the sports book in the in the like original architect drawings because they know eventually that's where the sports book's going to be. It just hasn't been called that yet. It hasn't been named. Right. It's not available. Um, that might not be true, but but that's what I've been told by by someone who I think would know. Um, and you know, it, I think Churchill knows. I think they're okay. I think Churchill's okay with not having. I don't want to turn this into a Churchill Downs, uh, you know, conspiracy theory thing. But I, I, it does seem conceivable that Churchill Downs is okay with there not being a casino. But the sports betting thing doesn't make any sense given how much they're investing in that everywhere. Uh, so I, I don't know why they wouldn't be more public about we're missing out on this. You guys are idiots. That's the only thing for me that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I, at this point, I'm having a hard time understanding of the why people are pushing back against this so more beyond the false like morality stuff. I think it's the false um, morality stuff. Yeah, but I think what, it's is all the, this. what is the political capital? Here's the thing: is there is more? Because he, he, the thing, is, my understanding, and I've heard a ton of people on both sides say something to this effect: there are enough people in both houses of legislature to pass sport to pass both sports gambling. I don't know about expanding it, but sports gambling for sure. Um, they there is not a majority of Republicans 
that will pass it. So no, the no, rules no, that I, the Republicans I, have, and you, you, you sound like you know this, but just for folks who maybe don't, the the they the Republicans in the state go by the they call it the Hastert rule that over half of your uh, of your um, your group has to be for it for you to bring it up. Um, so you know the Republicans that are suburban, exurban, they're for it. But the ones that are in rural areas just aren't. And I think that's just like where the churches and the family foundation have power and they can say you're pro this, you're how and maybe the Louisville part is a part of it that's not spoken as much, but it's definitely the family foundation part and the church's part, unfortunately. Yeah, is is their voting base that strongly enough and loudly against it? Like even when you factor in You know, I know there's still places in Kentucky that there there were a lot like the last few years. There were still dry dry counties in Kentucky, but man, I just have a hard time believing that even in the Republican voting base, that there are enough people against sport gambling. Like at this point, I kind of feel like that might not be true. I I I don't think it is. I don't think it is. But it's, it's I, mean, because I think it's a vocal even, it's a vocal minority. It's a people who are loud and who perceive to have power or, or are perceived to have enough power to make a just to make an impact on a primary, something like that, you know? Yeah, I'm just curious when the you know the political capital becomes not enough to gain. Like I, I you know, even some of the Republicans that I've spoken to like on a you know friend to friend basis. They haven't met a single one that doesn't support sports gambling. So I just, you know, I have a hard time believing. It almost feels like there's something bigger in the way. And, and, you know, maybe there is. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, Chris. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, as, as Mark Twain once said, but apparently did say, when the world comes, <laughs> to, the world comes to an end, I'm going to go to Kentucky because they're always 20 years behind. Right. Um, maybe that's where where we leave it, Chris. Unless you got anything else? No, man. I will watch the Yankees finish off the Blue Jays and uh, enjoy my night. Incredible, incredible! Uh, bring Severino in, uh, get a huge strikeout on Black Guerrero Jr. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was uh, you know great as always, Chris. We will um, we will have another chat uh, after this game. Um, and hopefully go cards. Hopefully we got it. We, we got a big win coming to us this weekend. Um, and I hope you and you guys enjoy Teddy versus Lamar as well. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We will talk to you soon.